Shalom. Welcome to Parsha Perusal. This is Pastor Sam from Northern California. Glad you could join us today. Our Parsha today is Parsha Pinchas, and that's what we're going to be looking at, and that is Numbers 25.10 through 30, verse 1. We're going to be looking at just the first part of this Torah portion today, and that is Numbers 25.10 through 13. Uh, then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, um, Pinchas, the son of Eliezer, uh, the son of Aaron the priest, has turned back my wrath from the children of Israel because he was zealous with my zeal among them, so that I did not consume the children of Israel in my zeal. Therefore say, behold, I give to him, therefore say, behold, I give to him my covenant of peace, and it shall be to him and his descendants after him a covenant of everlasting priesthood, because he was zealous for his God, and he made atonement for the children of Israel. Um, you know what I really appreciate about this Torah portion is it talks about consequences and benefits of obedience. So consequences of disobedience and benefits of obedience. And Phinehas, or, or uh, Pinchas, as, as we say it in Hebrew, uh, was the son of Eliezer, the son of Aaron, uh, the high priest. And he turned back wrath, God's wrath, from the children of Israel. And how did Pinchas do this? Well, the story is that there was a leader uh, in the camp that had gotten a Midianite woman, and they were in the... Uh, well, they were actually in the middle of, of um, having sex with each other. And Pinchas went in and basically took a spear and drove it right through both of them into the ground, killing them. Um, but that turned back the wrath of God against the children of Israel because this kind of behavior was going on. But Pinchas standing up for the right, for the truth, for, the, for, uh, for God... Uh, stopped the uh, ongoing wrath uh, of God against the children of Israel, so that more of the children of Israel did not were not killed, as as it says in verse eleven, Numbers twenty five, verse eleven. It says, "So that I did not consume the children of Israel in my zeal." So what it, uh, God is saying here is is um, Phineas, uh, because of the action he took, which was had the right heart in that action, even though, yes, you could look at it and say, well, he killed two people. But what they were doing was offensive to God, and God was killing many more people because he was getting ready to wipe out the children of Israel because of their disobedience. And Pinchas, because of his desire for holiness in the camp, um, you know, stopped, uh, at least in that particular case, he stopped that behavior. And so God was saying that he did it for the right reason, uh, and he would be blessed. And I find this interesting. It says, therefore, behold, I give to him my covenant of peace. Now, um, I think it's pretty clear that we're not supposed to be walking around today, you know, doing what uh, Phineas did. You know, uh, once again, this he was not doing it outside of the camp of Israel. He was doing it inside the camp of Israel because the people of God were supposed to be holy. 
But within the church today, we're not supposed to be doing, the, you know, we're not supposed to respond this way, but what we are supposed to do is take a stand for holiness. And that's what uh, Phineas did. He took a stand for holiness. This camp was supposed to be holy unto the Lord. Uh, Israel was the people of God. And Phineas, um, he said, you know, basically in his heart, we're going to be holy. And he stopped, uh, you know, one of the sexual immorality that was going on there. He called it what it was. And God rewarded him for that. Now, uh, as I started this out, I was talking about both the consequences of disobedience. If we disobey God's law and we keep disobeying God's law, the ultimate uh, punishment for that, the ultimate um, response that we are going to get is death. But if we keep God's law and we encourage that, and, you know, there's something in Scripture, there's this concept in Scripture that obviously if you sin, then you're breaking God's law. But if you are around people who are sinning, but you're not saying anything about it, you're kind of sinning by default you know, by allowing it to go on around you without uh, confronting. Um, I know it's hard to confront people. And, you know, and we're not necessarily called to directly confront, uh, you know, the people out in the world. I mean, there are times that we need to confront them too. But we definitely are called to confront sin when it's in the camp. And that's what Phineas was doing. He wasn't confronting sin in, in the Midianite camp. Um, the Midianite uh, woman had come into the uh, camp of Israel and uh, sexual immorality and adultery was going on and he confronted the sin in the camp of Israel. And this was also unrepentant sin. This was blatant sin. Everybody knew what was going on. And this was a leader taking advantage of his position to do whatever he wanted to do. And so Phinehas put an end to that. Um, you know, pretty abrupt then, but, but he did. He put an end to that. And it was rewarded by the Lord because he was, not only was he obedient, but he stood up for what was right. He stood up for the truth. And notice that he gets a covenant of peace. I, I'm not sure exactly what that means, but I can tell you one thing. I'm sure what God is saying, one aspect that I'm sure he's saying is that he has the peace of God. Uh, and that God will, if God makes a covenant of peace with him, then God's not going to go to war against his descendants. Um, because he actually, by taking this step, he did something that maybe the others, uh, the other leaders, the other spiritual leaders in the camp were unwilling to do, too afraid to do, whatever. Uh, Phineas took that step and did what needed to be done. And so he received this covenant of peace. And then it goes on in verse 13, Numbers 25, 13. And it shall be to him and his descendants after him a covenant of everlasting priesthood because he was zealous for his God and made atonement for the children of Israel. So because of this action, he, he receives a covenant of everlasting priesthood. His descendants would always be priests before the Most High God. You know, that's a pretty um, pretty good reward, pretty awesome uh, opportunity, uh, not only for him, but for all his descendants and after him. Um, and it says here, because he was zealous for his God 
and made atonement for the children of Israel. We need to be zealous for our God. We need to be zealous for the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We need to be willing to stand up for the truth as hard as it may be in this day and age when all of the, uh, when it even sees, seems like the church is even bowing to the world and, um, you know, participating in the sins that the world says are okay. Um, there's a lot of compromise going on right now in the camp. And Phineas was somebody who did not believe in compromising with the idols and the false gods and with the, the sexual behavior of the lands and the people around them. He believed in standing uh, true and being obedient to God um, and obeying uh, God's law. And he stood for that. He stood for truth. He stood for righteousness. And that right there is one of the reasons why God is saying, I'm going to make this covenant of peace and a covenant of everlasting priesthood. So he gets two covenants from God. I give him my covenant of peace and it's defined as, and it shall be to him and his descendants after him, a covenant of everlasting priesthood. He always, he always gets to be him and his descendants after him always gets to always get to be in the presence of the Lord. They always get to minister to the Lord. That's pretty amazing. It's pretty awesome. Um, you know, this is something today I think that we need to pay attention to uh, in the body of Messiah uh, today. Um, as I said earlier, we've allowed a lot of compromise. We've allowed a lot of things into our own lives personally and into the body, into the church. And it's hurting us. It's hurting our relationship with God. It's causing us to be ineffective. Um, and in a sense, it's bringing God's um, punishment, well, his discipline upon us because we have not stood in the gap like we are called to do. We need some phineases today. We need some uh, pinchas. We need those kind of men and women in the church to say, hey, this isn't right. We need to repent. And, you know, we're not, we're not called to approach it like he did. Uh, but when it comes to our own hearts and our own thinking and inside our, our, our own spirits, we need to be mercifully unmerciful to sin. Uh, we need to get that out of our lives. We need to get the sin out. And that is, that is showing mercy when we don't allow that sin in our lives anymore. Because we are, um, you know, God sees everything that we're doing. He knows our hearts. He knows our thoughts. And many times I know my own thoughts are not where they need to be. And I need to confess that. And I need to repent. And uh, keep my mind focused on the Lord. Um, how can we say to other people to repent if we ourselves are, are uh, thinking about things that are not right and, and doing things maybe in secret that are shameful? Um, you know, we can't expect God to work through us. Um, and when we aren't, when we are doing what we should be doing, uh, then there is a time and a place to confront others within the body and say, hey, you know, this isn't right. We need to get it right. And if they don't like that, well, um, then until they get things right, till they're ready to repent and get things right with the Lord, they shouldn't be in places of leadership, definitely. 
And sometimes maybe they shouldn't be fellowshipping with the rest of the body because um, it's just going to contaminate and set the whole body back. Um, I think that we are, there's so much um, compromise in the church today. Um, the place I think we need to really start with is prayer and say, Lord, where am I at? Am I, am I doing what I should be doing? I confess any sin to you. And then go out from there and start praying together over these things and asking God to, um, to cleanse us and to change our hearts and, and, you know, meaning it. You know, when God does it, he gives you the power to stay clean and to continue to be obedient. And so we need to uh, act in that, act in that kind of power. So just want to encourage you today to have that same mindset of uh, like uh, Phineas of holiness and being zealous for God. Um, starting in our own life, that we become zealous and not allow sin, uh, anything that may be not unpleasing to the Lord, we don't allow it in our lives. And then going out from there, um, you know, encouraging that in others as well, and taking stands when we see things that are being said or done that are wrong, taking stands against it. Um, anyways, just wanted to encourage in that way today. Um, let's go ahead and pray and just thank the Lord for his goodness today. Father, we just thank you for examples like Phineas, Lord, men who would not compromise and continue to stand for you and um, who addressed the sin that was in the camp. And so, Father, I pray right now that we, starting with ourselves, that we will address the things that are truly wrong and sinful in our lives. We will submit it to you and not keep doing them, but turn away from them. And then, Lord, from there, going out from there, that we will be praying and sometimes even confronting those that are still acting in a sinful way within the body, within uh, the church, Lord. Um, we thank you for everything that you've done in our lives, what you keep doing in our lives, and we pray all this in Yeshua's name. Amen. Yivarecha Adonai v'yishmarecha, Yair Adonai p'navelecha v'hunecha, Yisa Adonai p'navelecha, V'yasem lecha, Shalom. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. In the name of Yeshua, our Messiah, the Prince of Peace, amen. Thank you once again for joining us and shalom. Have a great week.